Thank you, Lord. Well, open your Bible this morning to the book of Psalms, Psalm number 92. Psalm 92. And let's pray before we get into this. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us, for transforming us. Lord, let our minds be renewed. Let our, our lives come up to a new place. Lord, as we begin to practice and put in and into practice your word, we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Psalm 92 says this, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knoweth not, neither doth a fool understand this. When the wicked spring is the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. But you, O Lord, are most high forevermore. I love the There's no coincidence that God is called the most high God. The most high. For you, or actually for lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. Verse 10. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. My eyes shall also see my desire of my enemies, and my ears shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a, the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. You know, the Bible talks many times about us being like a palm tree. You know, it's interesting because a palm tree can, can survive in most any kind of environment. We even have a, a guy down the street. He has one, but of course it's fake. But anyway, it still looks nice. But, <clears throat> but a palm tree gets its, its nourishment and its, it gets sustained from waters way deep. And the Bible says that we shall flourish like the palm tree. We shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. But look at verse 10. He says, my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Say this, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. God's plan is for every believer to be anointed with fresh oil. Many Christians are living on yesterday's blessing. Like one, like one man of God said, living on past experiences is living on stale manna. How many remember with the children of Israel when the Bible says that they had the, the manna that they were supposed to gather it daily, but then at the end they were supposed to gather it for two days. And, but then some people 
you know, they wanted to go out. But, but it, it was only for that one time when it would work. They had to go out daily. Daily. Give us this, our daily bread. We need to be anointed with fresh oil on a daily basis. Hallelujah. See, this is the day to be living and anointed with fresh oil. <laughs> I heard a man of God say he was going to pray for some people. And they asked him in this church that he was speaking. of. they said, would you pray for the sick? Such and such a service. Yeah, I'll do that. They said, he said, go get me some oil, some anointing oil. And so they did. But he said, as soon as they opened up, he said, it was stunk to high heaven. And it was rancid. He said, go get it. does that. Go down the, the, to the automotive store, get some three-in-one oil. <laughs> and just, it doesn't matter what kind of oil. It's just a symbol, you know. And so uh, that's actually what happens a lot of times in believers' lives. In the spirit, they're rancid. In the spirit, things just kind of stink a little bit. Amen. That's why we need fresh oil. Everyone say fresh oil. Fresh oil. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I want to speak this morning about being anointed with fresh oil. Anointed with fresh oil. We now are living at the close of the age. You know, we're, we're what in the Bible, this dispensation of grace, the age of the church. We are living at the close of the age of grace. And so these are exciting days and not days to quit. Not days to capitulate, to throw in the towel. Amen. Even if you've been tempted to. Who's ever been tempted to quit? Amen. Who's, who feels like they're tempted to quit right now? Just You don't have to just look straight ahead. You don't have to. Raise your hand. But, you know, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit because, you know, one of the things that he, he does, the Bible talks about his ministry, as helper. The, the Amplified Bible says it like this. It gives sevenfold rendering, comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, strengthener, standby. What are the, those words, standby? He's standing by to help you. He's standing by to strengthen you. I remember, and you know, everyone, no one is actually beyond being tempted to quit. I remember hearing even Brother Hagin say that one time he was, he said he felt like that boxer in the ring, you know. He said, you know, he didn't want to go another round, just throw the towel in the ring. He said, but something on the inside of me wouldn't let me. Something on the inside of me said, get up. Something on the inside says, you can't quit now. Who is that? That's the standby. Hallelujah. Something on the inside. He said, I just want to lie there. But something on the inside of me. <laughs> something on the inside wouldn't let me quit. So, something wouldn't let me just throw in the towel. Hallelujah. And so these are exciting days not to quit. This is the time to work. The Bible tells us that there's a time to work that this is the time to work, the nighttime comes when no man can work. And we see that, that, we see that the, the, the sun is, is fast setting on the horizon of time. But now there is time to work. And we're going to be busy about work. Well, you know, I just, that's why, you know, if I don't feel like I, 
if I get every vacation that I want to get, that's okay. I'm working right now. Amen. We're working right now. I'm not, I'm not trying to fill up the bucket list or I'm not that old anyway, but, um, you know, I'm not just trying to look and see everything I can do just in the natural. We are about the father's business. We are working, doing what he tells us to do. And Jesus is coming back very soon. And so Jesus wants a church that is ready, a church that is prepared to meet him. So if we are going to reach the world, we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We need fresh oil. Everyone say fresh oil. <laughs> Lift your hand and say, Father, I need fresh oil. <laughs> you know, just think about a new automobile. You know, if you get a new car, or even if it's just new to you, what do you do? You, you endeavor to take care of that thing. You, you, I mean, some people, they baby it, you know, and it's like, it's like a child and, you know, people take care of it. Why? Because they don't want that thing seasoned up. They want to make sure they get all the routine visits, all the different uh, scheduled automotive um, visits, you know, to the car dealership. But how much more should we take care of our own heart? How much more should we have a fresh oil change on the inside? Amen. How much more should we take care of our own heart? But see, what happens, you know, that's why the Bible says in Proverbs 4, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues and the forces of life. What does the Bible say? Uh, and the Amplified says this. He says, guard your heart with all vid vigilance and with all that you guard. For out of it flows the springs of life. See, the very life force that, that you live in the natural comes out of your spirit. But you have to protect it. You have to protect it. See, here's the, one of the big problems is people don't even realize that they are a spirit. So they make no effort to protect their heart, much less even feed their spirit. Amen. But you, on a daily basis, you have to be a, 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 a guard in your own life. I'm going to guard what's coming in through my eyes through my ears. I'm going to feed my spirit. I'm going to let my spirit man dominate me. And I'm going to also be anointed with fresh new oil. I'm going to let, I'm going to let the, 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 the oil of heaven, I'm going to let that, that new wine, I'm going to let that, that, that new wine from heaven just flow through my life. Amen. Because it's a terrible thing to get dry. It's a terrible thing to get Starchy. It's a terrible thing to get. Why? Wow, because the, the worst problem is people don't even know it themselves. Amen. So like the person that's deceived, the worst problem is they don't know they are. And so allow, begin to allow on a daily basis, the Holy Spirit to come in and change. The, the Holy Spirit to come in and refresh you. And here's what it boils down to is yielding. That's what makes it, then that's what makes it bad or it makes it great. Because God will never just, you know, the Bible says he's the good shepherd, not the great cowboy. You know, he doesn't just crack the whip and say, bless God, you're going to do what I said, say to do. He's going to give you an invitation. He's going to say, come, open the door. Come, come and follow me. 
You have to cry out. You have a lot of time. You know, you only you can make yourself hungry. You know, it's just like things left in the kitchen. I better go eat some. Go take a nap. And then you go eat some more. But, you know, spiritually, even when you're filled, see, you, you, here's a, a spiritual thing, you, uh, a law. You have to give out as well. A lot of people, they, they not, they're not taking in because they haven't given out. But as you take in and you give out, there should be more replenishings. Amen? There should be more taking in. There should be more coming back to the, to the place where, where, you know, I'm, I, you know, if you go out, if you go out and you say, well, you know, I'm going to take off and I'm going to go towards Montana. And you've been driving for five or six hours. You, you best be thinking about, depending on the car you drive, about stopping and, and stop at the Cenex or stop somewhere, Flying J, I mean, wherever you need to stop. Why? Because you need to refill. Oh, you know, I've been going for, I've been going for months and I just, boy, I, I've been kind of dry. I haven't had a fresh anointing. You better stop. You better pull over. Amen. You better be anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. And it comes from the presence of God. So one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is actually oil. We call them emblems of the Spirit, but one of the emblems is oil. You know, the Bible talks about wind. The fire, all these different things symbolize the Holy Spirit. Now, we know he's not literally the fire, but he is symbolized by that. He is a being of fire. He is a being that's symbolized by oil. So when you get oil, let's go back to our car. What happens? You quit being squeaky. Who's ever been a squeaky Christian? I mean, I we're talking about, you know, people at the other church, you know, they, people that, that they get squeaky. See, what it does is it keeps you from seizing up. You know, it's just like people that, and what's amazing too is you can tell it's been too long for a lot of people. It's been way too long. You know, the Bible says that, that we have an anointing from within, but then that anointing being an overflow. <laughs> and for some, for some people, it's been way too long. Amen. So what happens is people get squeaky. You know, church has too many squeaky Christians. What happens is, is people squeak. Well, the, 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 the church service is going too long. Squeak, squeak. You know, the worship goes too long. Squeak, squeak. I don't like when they talk about giving. Squeak. If the service is too long, squeak. <laughs> amen. Just if I, if I paint your picture this morning, just look straight ahead and say Amen. Look over in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2. Jeremiah. Hallelujah. We have to stay in the presence of God until we receive a fresh anointing. Look in Jeremiah, chapter 2, in verse... 11. Hath a nation changed their gods which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not yet profit. Be astonished, O you heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. Now, now we know people were not born again at that time, but God says my people have committed two evils. 
Can a Christian commit evil? Let me ask you again. Can a Christian commit evil? You know, it's interesting. I, I was listening to a minister talking about 30 things that grace cannot do. He, one thing that grace cannot do is, is, is make your sin any less just because you're a believer. Now, you know, a little bit different wording, but, you know, if you sin, the Bible says that, that, that the Bible talks about Ezekiel about the, the righteous man sinning. It's not going to be any different than, you know, if, if I was a drunk and I preached, and then you, you go out there, here's another guy, he, you know, he's, he's a full-time drunk. That's, you know, he, he, he's an alcoholic. That doesn't make it any better because I can quote Scripture. If you're a sinner, you're still a sinner. If you, if you sin, you're going to die. And so he says here, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So what's the two evils? They've forsaken me. And then number two, they've replaced it for something else. They, they have broken cisterns that can hold no water. And so the Holy Spirit is also symbolized by water. So what does water do? Water brings refreshing to a dry and a thirsty land. You know, when you're thirsty, someone could offer you, if you were parched in a desert, someone could give you a million dollars and you say, water, water, water. And so, you know, the Bible talks about us being born of the water and of the spirit. What's it, what's it talking about? The Word of God is also um, shown as the water. So we're born of the Word and we're born of the Spirit. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people, and I know, I mean, I've, I, I'm a Word person. I, I, I love the Word of God. But a lot of people, you know, they say, well, I'm just, I'm a Word person. And they're as, as dry as last year's burden is. Amen. You need more. The Bible says that the letter killeth. It's the letter that kills. I mean, there's a lot of people, boy, they're apostles of a correction. You know, there's a lot of people that they can shoot you with Bible bullets. But, you know, you, you need the love of the word mixed in there with it. Amen. You know, Jesus just wasn't like, he said it is written, but Jesus wasn't just a starchy person. A lot of people think Jesus was just, you know, starchy and, you know, just, you know, hallowed, Lord, barely, barely I'll send you in. You know, that, that he was some re religious. But Jesus, the Bible says in John 7, verse 37, that on the great day of the feast, he stood up and cried. Now, when Jesus stood up and cried, I don't, I don't see him standing up and saying, Now, everyone that's thirsting right now, if you're really thirsty, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I believe when he says he cried, how do you cry? Hey, if any of you are thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. For the scripture have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the spirit, which they which believe on should receive him, uh, believe in him should receive. 
Jesus was not yet, you know, gone to the cross yet. So there should be rivers of living water. Rivers. Hallelujah. I want to provoke you today to drink. Drink of the river of God. To drink from the rivers of heaven. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55 verse 1 says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters. And he that hath no money, come buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And, your, and your, your labor for that which satisfies not. Hearken diligently unto me and eat that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. So many people are trying to be satisfied with the only thing that can satisfy. Jesus is in places have much word, don't they? Well, I'm not going to even speculate that much. There's some people, they have quarter word or half word. You know, some people, you know, pride themselves on being full gospel, but they're in the quarter gospel. <clears throat> but there is a famine in the land, and the word has been shining and shining, but there's been no rain of the Spirit, and it's brought a drought. What if you only have just sun? I mean, I know. I know what it's like to, you, you become a Pharisee, and you just become rigid. You become hard. And, and so what happens, though, and then you, you judge other people about what they should be. Yes, the word is first place. Yes, the word is always number one. But you have to have the spirit of the word as well. The letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. What did they say? They came to Jesus and said, this woman was taken in the act of, of adultery, in the very act. I want to know what were they doing to know that that was going on? How did they know? Were they, were they there? <laughs> and anyway, they, they, they write, and they, Jesus is, um, the, the law says this, and they keep pushing him. The law says this. What do you say about it, preacher? He writes in the sand. Finally, he, he gets up by revelation, by word of knowledge, and says, he that's without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. And it said they went from the eldest, their wrongdoing. It said the oldest to the, to the youngest. They walked out. He said, um, hath no man condemned thee? No, Lord, no man. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So Jesus didn't say it was okay, but he said, I forgive you, but go and sin no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have the Word of God, but we need the Spirit of God. I want you to look over in Matthew chapter 24. Amen. This is not a time to unhook yet. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 24. Hallelujah. I break every cold spirit of hell that would come against people in the name of Jesus from receiving. Father, I just thank you right now that the new wine of heaven flows through this place. I thank you, Lord, that new wineskins, hallelujah, new wineskins in Jesus' name. Lord, that you break off the old. Lord, I just, right now, I thank you right now. We plug into heaven in the name of Jesus, even for the next few minutes. Father, I thank you that we shall drink of the new wine 
Father, we will not be stiff and starchy and religious, but Father, we shall have the fire of heaven. Lord, let the fire of God burn out every dross. Let it, let it come in, Lord, and devour what the enemy would try to do. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want to ask you, according to the scripture, are we wise or are we foolish? In our, in our normal everyday dealings. I want you to look in scripture here. Verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be you also ready, for in such hours you think not the Son of Man cometh. So the Lord wants us to be ready for his coming. And you know the only way that you're going to is if you have a constant refilling of the Holy Ghost. If you allow the Holy Spirit to to touch, to soften your heart. To be ready at all times. Look at verse 48 or 46. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Truly I say that he shall make him ruler of all his goods. But if that, and that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delays his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and eat and drunk with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and an hour that he's not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. And then I want you to look at um, chapter 25. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. So they weren't really prepared to stay a long time, you could say. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. There is a cry in the spirit even today. Behold their lamps and the foolish said unto the wise give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out but the wise answered, saying not so lest there be not enough for us and you but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him and actually this is the when you read this parable a parable has one central truth, and it's this. Those that were ready went in. Those that were ready went in. And so, one of the things we have to do is prepare our hearts. We have to allow the oil. You know, it's like this. Just like when you take that wine skin, you know, you, you have to, 
And it happens is it stretches out. It, it expands. So that's why you can't. That's one reason why we need to be born again. You can't just put the Holy Spirit. The world cannot receive him. You have to be born again first. But what happens is it softens it up. Today that the Bible talks about people are hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. They're hardened. We have to have that, that, that pliable heart. We have to have our heart that just, Lord, do a work on the inside of me. Lord, if you don't touch anybody else, you have to touch me. Jesus, God, <laughs> Moses, he says, Lord, show me your glory. I mean, he comes down from being in the presence of God. He comes down to a, to a group of people worshiping the, the, the gold earrings and we threw it in the fire and out came this cow. Read the Bible. That's what it says. And here's Moses. He, 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 he burns the thing. He grinds it up. Makes him, so I, the water makes him drink the thing. I need another d- drink. I need a double dose. You know, here's the thing. God's not given us a situation where we don't have any answer. You know, people, people when, they were, when they were in the world, boy, they'd go out, you know, all hours of the night. They'd get drunk. But then they come in the church, and now they got to go to bed at 9, you know. And, and, and you know, it's like, and I'm not thinking of anybody when I say these things. I'm just saying the church universal. The church, you know, people have been, you know, drunk in, in the world. They, they've been high in the world, and now they come to church, and it's like, Praise the Lord. I'm so glad I'm saved. Amen. When God has so much more, God has, what, what do you think that is for? You know, you think that God just, you think that's just something on the inside that you, the, 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 the heart of man cries out to be drunk, to get high, and, and then, then you can't feel it in God? You think God is that, that torturous? You think God says, well, you know, you just be, no, that's why the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine where it is excess or debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. What does that mean? That means be drunk on the new wine. Yeah. Be drunk. Obviously, obviously. The Bible says these are not drunk as you suppose. He didn't say they weren't drunk. Why? Because it said that they were staggering on the streets of Jerusalem at nine in the morning. And he said, hey, Peter said, these aren't drunk like you suppose, but they are drunk. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This drunkenness that you're looking at. Amen. <laughs> I know people in the world, will look, and even in the church, will look at you like an oddity. But I, I want to go for what the Bible says. I want to be anointed with fresh oil. Amen. I want to please God. And you know, here's the thing. This is one of the ways you overcome the flesh. Go into uh, back. The Holy God, people go into false religion because of a hunger in their heart that they don't know what the truth is. So there's something that's crying out. So it's met in two things. It's met in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And number two, being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you're not full yet. And, you know, we, we actually use that so loosely. Well, you know, that individual there, a spirit-filled individual. Maybe they haven't been filled in six months. Maybe they spoke in tongues today. It's like, you know, the one guy, he says, um, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? You know, brother so-and-so, you know, he, 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 he took the, the building fund off and, the, um, and went off, wasn't? And probably not many days before that. <laughs> Amen. Why? Because, see what I mean? It's such a, it's a, a loose term. 
Your, your, your being filled is actually changed. It changes from day to day. Amen. So that's why I, was, I want to say with the psalmist, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. You ever seen somebody that they're only like a drink away from drunk? They, they just, well, you should live that way spiritually. Amen. I'm not talking about you do something, stand on the side of, of, the, of the road for someone's benefit. I'm not saying you do it. You do it for your own benefit. Amen. But you can't be ashamed about it. You don't be ashamed. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the oil. We need the new wine. Hallelujah. Look over in Hebrews chapter 3. I, when you have time, just read the whole book of um, Hebrews chapter 12. But I'm not going to read that for time's sake. You know, you don't have to be perfect either. And Lord, fill me today. Hebrews chapter 3. But I said this, the reason why we, we need the Holy Spirit to touch us is because we live in a world that is hardened through sin. You know, it's not even something that we, we don't have sin, we have problems. Well, you know, that brother so-and-so, he has a problem with that. No, it's, it's actually sin that he needs to repent of. <laughs> but, you know, if it's always a problem that you're working on, that just means that you've sinned and haven't repented. Amen. But that's what the fire of God comes in and does. Is it, it says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. So every time we hear the Bible preached, we have a choice. We say, Okay, Lord. Even if it makes us feel bad. You know, you know that the Bible is not always complimentary. Have you ever hear from someone and it doesn't compliment you? At that point, you have one or two things. You'll either humble yourself and repent or you'll harden yourself and you'll resist. That's what we see in, in Acts chapter 2. He says, repent and and. And actually, you know, they said, hey, what must we do? There always is a, something that happens when we hear the word of God that we can always say, what must I do? And so he says, ways, for us, so I swear my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So what are we supposed to do? What, are, what am I doing today? What are you doing today? You're exhorting one another. I'm exhorting you. Hey, you can make it. You're going to make it. You're going to do it. You're going to win. You're going to accomplish what God's called you to do. The devil is a liar. Say the devil is a liar. <clears throat> God be true and let every man be a liar. God's on the throne. He's, gonna, he's bringing me out. I don't even see how I could get out. But God, you're bringing me out. Hallelujah. And so that's why Hebrews 10.25 says this. Not things they have forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That's why I say I don't shut this church down. Having the works, I don't care what they're planning of a pandemic or a virus. Amen. People can do it in the name of staying safe and loving your brother. But that's, that's not loving your brother. If you love your brother, you stay open. 
<clears throat> and so forsake not the assembling yourselves together as the manner of some is, but one, what? Exhorting one another daily. So we're going to exhort you. Look in verse 14 of Hebrews 3. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until then. While it is said, today if you will hear his voice. See, they're, they're, we're never promised that we'll be able to hear it tomorrow. So when we hear it today, we have to grab a hold of it. That's why I appreciate Pastor Ryan the way he did. He emphasizes so much. That's mine. I take it now. You, you grab a hold of the word. It's not for your brother. It's for you. It's not for the next person. It's for you. You take it and say, bless God, I don't care if no one else is getting it. It's going to work for me. And you have that determination, and it will. He says, for some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved 40 years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? Look in verse 4. I mean, chapter 4. Let us therefore fear. To us, lest a promise be left of us entering into his rest, any of you should see, did not profit them. What do you mean? You mean the word being preached can have an effect where it doesn't affect my life? He said, yes. Why? And so you will not move in the Holy Ghost if you allow your heart to be hardened, if you allow it to be embalmed with unbelief. You know, they're skeptical and, and full of doubt and full of unbelief. So that's why we have to have um, the Holy Spirit to soften us, to allow him to, you know, we see that in the book of Mark where, where the Bible talked about how, you know, remember the one time they said, Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And they said, oh, it's because we didn't bring any bread. You know, the Lord's talking to us. He said, um, and then he started rebuking them for their hardness of heart and their unbelief. He said, hey, if, if, you know, why'd you forget the miracles so quickly? And we see that was one of the biggest things they always kept forgetting what God did. <clears throat> Everyone say fresh oil. <clears throat> the Bible tells us in first, do you know that that's a good scripture, just like other scriptures, that it's profitable? I mean, we don't, we don't like talking about that. But the, the Bible tells us we're to be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. I, I love the verse that says, judge yourselves and you won't be judged. <clears throat> but, but one of the things that the Holy Spirit does, he just does a softening. He does a, it's, it's so much less painful when he does it. Why? Because, you know, he just want to, he patches you up and he says, okay, we got to do things by intense effort in your own work. You allow the Holy Ghost to do it. You, you say, Holy Spirit. Now, now, the Bible does say to crucify the flesh, to keep under your body. That's painful. But you do it by the help of the Holy Spirit. You let him come in. You let him help you. So, on a daily basis, you and I have to get hungry. Everyone say hungry. Hungry. What does that mean? God, do whatever you want to do in my life. See, he wants to do a work in your heart. He wants to do a work. He wants to do a, a softening. Him, you know, some people think, well, you know, God was teaching me something through that hurricane. God taught me something through that sickness. But the problem is, is people have never learned anything. 
if that was God teaching them. Amen. God uses the Holy Spirit to teach you, not sickness and disease. <laughs> you know, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he'll teach you all, all things to come. He'll bring things to remembrance. There never was a time when the Holy Spirit was replaced by circumstance. Well, you know, we used to use the, the Holy Spirit used to box. And the Bible says, don't be like a mule. Don't, don't be stubborn. Amen. Never, ever claim that you're stubborn. Well, you know, I just have a stubborn. I, you know, if, if I felt like I had that, I would see how quick I could get rid of it. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm stubborn. I have a stubborn streak. You know what the Bible says? Now, let me just humor you to a, um, a friend's house. And you said, hey, you know, just check on them. You see their cars over there. And maybe Rama's going to see somebody. And he sees their cars in the driveway. And he says, hey, I'm going to go see. He goes around the back, you know. And, of course, I know it's, you know, it's, um, it's cold out. So you probably wouldn't have your windows open. But just humor me here, you know. You, you, you go around. You see the, you see, and they're, they're bowing down. In fact, let me just let me just turn over there real quickly so you can see that this is Bible. Why do we need the Holy Spirit to touch us? Because what is the nature of man's heart? Pride, envy, jealousy, lust, greed, all these things. If it makes me look bad, then make me look bad. I want it, I want it gone. Why? Because the Bible says in Hebrews. That no, no, um, it yields, you know, it's just like when your parents used to tell you, this is going to hurt me more than you. It's like, yeah, right. But what's it supposed to do? It yields the peaceable fruit of unrighteousness. I mean, of righteousness. But here's what 1 Samuel 15 says. This is as iniquity and idolatry. So what if you, what if Rama, you know, he's going to see somebody and he pulls around and he says, they say, well, you know, um, I'm going to check on so-and-so. And, and there they are, they're practicing witchcraft. What would you think? Oh, dear. Same thing. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Now, what if you went to another person's house and you said, let me go check on them and see. And, and they're, they're bowed down incense to this rock. That's the same thing the Bible says as stubbornness. You know, you never thought, well, you know, uh, you know, John, you know, he practices a little bit of witchcraft. You know, he just, just practices a little bit of, that's the same thing as saying, you know, someone practices a little bit of rebellion. So don't, don't be quick to claim those things. That's why we have to have the, come in. We have to have God's presence to melt. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Bible tells us in James 5, verse 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. And in that, what's going to happen? You're, you're going to be anointed with fresh oil. Thank you, Lord. Everyone just close your eyes. I want you to just put your eyes on the Lord. So it begins with a, with a decision. I, Lord, I want to say, Lord, I want you more than anything else. I want your plan. I want your presence in my life. 
I had to begin to, to thirst for him. I desire the anointing more than anything else. It's not me, but it's me in need of prayer. It's me, Lord, that needs a touch. And Lord, I don't hold anything sacred. I don't hold anything off limits. You can touch every part of my life. Lord, that you would, burn. Lord, I thank you that you would burn things out even today. To hinder us, we don't want anything to be in the way. But Lord, even as it's removed, I thank you. The fire of God just purges it and cleanses it. And Lord, in that place, Lord, we shall be anointed with fresh oil. Lord, that we won't be like the the five unwise. But, Lord, we shall be the five wise. Lord, that had enough oil. That had the oil of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, just, just praise him. Just worship him. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you right now for fresh oil. Fresh oil from heaven. Ha, 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 ha. Even as the, as the word says, presence of the Lord. There's many people that are, have repented, but they need the refreshing. They need the refreshing. It would be just like this. Yeah, I went to Applebee's and I just, I, you know, I was in the restroom and just, I stayed in the restroom. Amen. People have stayed in, in the, to the restroom of repentance and they need to go and to sit down at the table where there's new wine. Hallelujah. You know, that Holy Ghost and the other person is bored because you have to yield. You have to open your heart and say, God, touch me. And you know, it's not always going to look the same. Do you know that when I get touched, it doesn't look the same as my wife? When she gets, I don't, I, I just open my heart and I just say, God, do a work. I say, God, do a work in my life. Change, not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so with every head bowed and every eye closed, they're talking to believers. We have, but if you make adjustments, we, we allow the Holy Ghost to come in. We, we, we say, Lord, maybe it's husband and wife. Maybe it's, it's kids. Maybe it's uh, on the job. Maybe it's an in-law or an outlaw. We allow the Holy Ghost to come in and, and, and deal with those things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, I, I wasn't even planning on this being a, a, such a serious message because there, there's got to come a, a release for the people of God. There's got to be a release where, where, where things that don't block up the wells. Amen. A condemning thing to be wrong, but it, it is when we stay wrong. But that's why the, the Holy Spirit comes in. He's the, just like when you go and get your car fixed. We're skilled. I'm going to have to take my car in this week. Well, the Holy Spirit, he, he's a divine technician. That he goes and he touches people. He goes and he, he, he binds up the broken, that which is, it, it needs to be bound up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel.
This is that. <laughs> this is that that was spoken. That he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. See, you know what a lot of people are doing? They're, they're waiting for God to do something. And then they're just drying up on the vine. If you're baptizing the Holy Ghost, you know what you do? You begin to stir up the gift of God. You begin to, 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 to be filled. And then what happens, you know what? You get so filled, then what happens is you just splash on someone else. You splash over on someone else. Amen. You know, when you splash on somebody, it, it makes a, it makes a, a mess. And then you splash on someone else. You splash on someone. Amen. You know, kids are—they don't have any any uh, qualms about doing that. They don't just—they just go and hallelujah. You know, you laugh like this: ha ha, he he, ho ho, ha ha. He, he, ho, ho. Pastor, I don't have anything to laugh at. Ha, ha. He, he, ho, ho. Put your head on your belly. Say this, Lord, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. And you know, just like you yield to speaking in tongues, you yield to the joy. And that's why the Bible says, at destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. It doesn't say you feel like laughing. It doesn't say that you have a reason to laugh. But at destruction and famine, you shall laugh. And you know, I appreciate what Lavina said because it takes a, an honest person to say, I need to be filled. It takes a person to say, and you know, I could lay hands on every person, but I want you to just lay hands on yourself. I want you to just access in the name of Jesus what belongs to you. Hallelujah. The river church is not a dead church. The river church is not a dry church. Hallelujah. You know, we're not going to be like a mausoleum. You know, we just move a few bones around every once in a while. You know, that's what a lot of churches is moving. the. And I learned from Wayne about the 10-foot pole thing, about... You know, some people, that's what it is. It's like they're, you know, they socially distance 10 feet and they, you know, not going to touch any other bones and there's dead bones everywhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. With joy. Thank you, Jesus. Paul told Timothy, a young minister, he said, he said, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is within you. Not call brother so-and-so, have him come over, and if he's really anointed. <laughs> no, you stir up the gift of God which is within you. I am the one that, that just like that thermostat back there, I can change it at any time. I can, I can change it on the inside. You know, if I'm satisfied 
You know, if God, if you're satisfied in life, God will leave you alone. And he'll, he'll say, okay, if you know, whatever. But the, if, if you want more, there is more. If you want more, there is more. If you want to be filled, you can be filled. You know, there's, there's, there's stories of men of God that people that, that would lay in the snow and for several meters around would melt the snow because of their fervent praying. There's people like Brother Lawrence that would crawl in a log and pray until they met God. I mean, you, you can, I always say it like this, you can have whatever you want. It's just, are you hungry? Do you want it bad enough? You know, when you see people, sports people and people that are accomplished great things, sometimes the only difference is the hunger. The hunger, the intensity. Amen. You know, you can go run on the beach. You know, you can just, I'm going to. You just have to decide what you want. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but in this church, we're, we're going to have all of God. You know, people think, well, you know, I'm just, the Bible says, you know, give God a solemn sound. And, but, you know, solemn is joyful. It's not somber. Now, that's our vernacular. Well, God, I'm just giving God a solemn sound and just like, no, but it's a joyful sound. Amen. You know, there's, there's one good sound that comes from winning. Now, who, who watched any football games the last couple of days? There's, there's, you know, there's a, a sound of defeat, and it's called silence. The, the dead praise not God, neither them to go down in silence. If you want to go down, then be silent. But if you want to go ahead, then, then be radically enthralled in the things of God. Amen. That's why to be like David. David danced before the Lord with all his might. But you know, like R.W. Shambach, he, he said, you know, you look like a bull. You know, I, I was reminded that this minister said that when he first got in the ministry, he said that his wife finally said to him, said, you know what? She said, honey, I believe you could preach standing in a wash pan. And, um, you know, just an old a pan that you'd wash things in that like this big because he would never move from the pulpit. But he said one time, he said, here it goes. He said he jumped, jumped off the platform, went down and started dancing. He said he was dancing so hard his coattail stood out straight behind him, you know. He said, and I got blessed. There, there's a blessing. You know, it's just like this. There's a blessing when you lift your voice. People say, well, you know, God doesn't need me to pray that loud. You know, God's not, uh, God's not hard of hearing. Well, he's not nervous either. So you can lift up your voice. You can cry out. You know, that's why I always like, like um, Pastor Ryan was saying, you know, he said you can either pray like, the, you know, a little prayer or you can pray like our, our Nigerian brothers. That like, you know, I told you when I first went to Bible school, there was a guy and I think he was from Nigeria. He was a little bit older than me. But I just remember he would walk back and forth and just the way he would pray. I was like, man, he's serious about this. You know, I was just like, but he was like, Amen. Being fervent in spirit. A couple of things. Fervent in heaven. And you know, 
one of the things you want to do, especially in the first few days and in the new year, is do some fasting and prayer. And so um, I haven't said it yet, but I'm not even saying 21 days. I'm not saying 14. I'm not even saying seven. But, you know, uh, us doing at least three days. And, and, you know, if you can do whatever you can do. If you can just do one day. Amen. It's time to set aside and to pray. Amen. And, and I've never fasted on January 1st, so I, I should do that. You know, I'm almost 50 years old, so I should take one day. I, I can say, you know what? January 1st, I never ate a morsel of food. But, but not just for, but to, to press in. To press in, to go to another place. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Well, stand up this morning and we're going to let you go. We're going to let you finish off your uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. We still have some in our fridge. We cooked a, a ham and a turkey. Just lift your hands. Father, we thank you for your people today. Lord, such an awesome group of believers. And Father, we just speak the blessing of heaven over them. Father, they're blessed coming in, blessed going out, above only, not beneath, the head and not the tail. And Father, we just thank you today that as we go from this place, Father, we thank you for your anointing. And we thank you, Lord, for, for, for removing any obstacles, Lord, that are in the way this week. Lord, that Monday shall be a day of blessing, Tuesday of harvest, Wednesday of increase, Thursday of the flood, Friday of the fullness of God, and the Saturday will be all of the, all the days combined. Lord, we'll come back and celebrate all of your goodness, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everyone said.